thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been going through this prayer series. And in this series, what we really wanted to do was come to you guys and give you guys the knowledge and the tools that you need to deepen your prayer life with God, but also to deepen your relationship with Him. In week one, Jake came to us and he talked to us about how to have fruitful prayer. He said that surface level relationships will produce surface level conversations. And you see, with God, we want to go deeper than that. We want to have deep conversations so that we can have a deep connection with Him. Last week, He said that effective prayer can only happen when you have two things. One is complete trust in God, and the next is complete persistence in your prayer life. The verse that he read says, keep on keeping on. As long as you keep knocking, the door will be opened. And this week, we'll be following that up by talking about our prayer priorities and how our life priorities will drastically affect our prayer life. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about something that every single one of us has in common. You see, we're at an age now where we're working minimum wage jobs, but we are expected to pay our car insurance, our phone bill, rent if you have an apartment, tuition if you don't qualify for financial aid, and so much more. And because we're expected to pay all of these expenses on the little amount of money that we make... We ask ourselves every single day the same three questions. What, why, and how. What do you want? Why do you want it? And how in the world are you going to pay for it? For the ladies, I know we can all relate. You're scrolling through Facebook. Maybe it's Instagram. You stumble upon that ad for that new $150 pair of ankle boots that you are just dying to add to your collection. And for the boys, maybe you guys have been waiting on those Nike Dunks to be released. But you have to ask yourself before you can buy it, why, what, and how? Why do you want that pair of shoes? How in the world are you going to pay for them? And if they don't fit into your budget and you cannot answer one of those three questions, chances are you will not make the purchase. And you see, the same thing goes with our prayer priorities. If you can't answer the what are you praying about, why are you praying about it, and how are you praying about it, chances are your prayer isn't full of the substance. It will not take you past surface level. And the chapters that we're going to be looking at today, we are asked why, what, and how. Now, if you guys would, please pull out your Bible apps, the Version Bible app, go to the events section, click on the Anchor Nights tab. That is where you're going to find all of the notes, the questions, and the scripture for today's talk. We're going to be going through Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 10. And I can promise you guys that by the time we're done here today, you will have a better idea 
of how your daily choices and actions will affect your prayer priorities and your prayer life. Verse 5 says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. You see, this is asking us, why do you pray? This scripture is telling us that motives matter in your prayer life. Prayer is a gift of communication that has been given to us by God so that we could pursue a personal, deep relationship with Him. Prayer was not meant for us to gain attention or for us to gain reward or for us to satisfy our worldly desires of recognition. Why do you pray? Verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. This is asking you, how do you pray? You see, this scripture is not saying that the only time you can pray is in your room, behind closed doors, in, in secret. But it is saying that your prayer time should be intentional. When you go to the Father in prayer, you should be preparing your heart, your mind, and your ears to hear what God has to say to you. Verse 5 says, don't stand on the, on the street corners asking for attention while you pray. Verse 6 says that when you pray, it should be intentional. It should be a conversation between you and God. It should not be half-hearted. You see, prayer is an open line of communication. And God can speak to us if we only give Him the opportunity to. Verses 7 and 8 say, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. You see, this passage is asking you, What are you praying about? You see, it's not saying that you can't have a lengthy prayer. Because trust me, I'll sit in bed and pray for two hours sometimes if that's how I feel. However, it is saying that what you pray about matters and plays a role into your prayer life. A humble and a genuine nature and heart will carry your prayer to the next level. You see, just like Jake said last week, when you go to God with your baggage, he will exchange it for peace. And if we babble on about how perfect we are, how perfect life is, the good deeds that we are doing, when we go to God and we lay out that life plan that we carefully constructed for ourselves, we have closed that line of communication and we can no longer hear God speaking to us. And I know some of the questions that you guys might be asking yourselves today, and these are questions that I have asked myself over the years, and I've gone to pastors and family members seeking the answers to these questions. 
How do you pray? Many of you guys don't even know how to start the process of prayer. How can I hear God speak? It doesn't make sense because God can't physically talk, right? And the last and most important question of all is how do I know if it's God speaking to me or if it is the world leading me astray? We're going to turn to James chapter 4 and I'm going to read verses 7 through 10 to you guys today. And if you would open your ears and hear these verses, they will answer all three of those questions for you. James 4, 7 through 10 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. It says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. But when you come near to God, he will come near to you. So what are you doing in your daily lives that is causing you to grow closer to God? And what are you doing every single day that is hurting your relationship with God? Perhaps it's that relationship that you've been stuck in and you're so emotionally entwined. And you know that it is not God-centered. It is not bringing glory to God. And it is not drawing you closer to God. But you are so stuck that you can't seem to find the strength to get out of it. Believe me when I tell you guys that I have been there. Maybe it's that every day when you go to work, you are participating in the gossip, the drama, and the hate that takes place there. Instead of coming to work showing God's love, grace, forgiveness, and kindness, you are showing what the world will do to a person, not what God will do to a person. Maybe it's that in this time that we're going through, you are so depressed and you are so anxious and you are letting that carry you away from God instead of letting God cleanse you of it. Maybe it's that because of your depression and because of your anxiety, you've turned to the bottle for answers. Let me tell you guys right now, you are not going to find what you're looking for at the bottom of a bottle. That will not take your depression away. It will not take your anxiety anxiety away. But when you can turn to God for his strength, for his peace, when you exchange your baggage to him and for his peace, you'll find the strength to get out of that relationship. You'll have a desire in your heart to go to work and show love. You will feel lighter in the community of his people. Now, when you guys are praying, are you searching for God's approval or are you searching for God's permission? You see, if you're searching for his approval, it means that you have already decided on the path that you are going down. It means that you came to him with your pre-constructed plan and you asked him to get on board. 
You have shut off a line of communication to the creator of the universe and the savior of your soul. You're not interested in hearing what he has to say about your plan. But when you come to him seeking his permission, it means that you are now open to God's rejection of your plan. When you are open to God rejecting your plan, that means that you are now open to him forming the path in front of you and allowing him to guide you down it. In verses 5 through 8, every single one of those questions, why, what, and how, are being asked. You see, God does not want us to say what we think he wants to hear. God does not want us seeking attention. He doesn't want us seeking recognition. He doesn't want us praying for the wrong reasons. He doesn't want us coming to him with our perfections. You see, God does not expect perfection. However, he does expect conviction. God doesn't care about the good deeds that we do because he already knows. He already knows when you have done something selfless for another person. He doesn't need you to tell him that. However, what he does need is for us to admit when we are struggling and drowning in sin And he needs us to lean on him and rely on him for his strength and for his peace. And the only way that we can get his peace and strength is if we come to him with the baggage. We come to him with the nasty stuff. We tell him what we're struggling with. We apologize and we ask him how we can get through it. James 4, 9 through 10 says, Grieve, mourn. And wail, change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. God wants us to want him. You see, God gives us his love for free. But it is up to us, our actions... And our emotions, it is up to us to decide if we are worthy of accepting his free, never-ending love. And if we do not come to him with our baggage, then we cannot receive his peace. If we do not open up the line of communication and feel worthy of his love, we will not feel it. A conversation is a two-way street, and if it's just us talking the whole time, then how can we ever receive what he has for us? Why How and what are you doing to grow closer to God today? Why, how, and what are you praying about? Why, how, and what are you going to do to receive God's love, but also to show God's love to others? 
You see, these three questions, why, how, and what, will not only dramatically will not only change your prayer life, but it will change your, prayer, your life priorities forever. I'm going to be ending today sharing with you guys the first line of the Lord's Prayer in verses 9 through 12. And I want you to play close attention to how we start the Lord's Prayer in the Bible. You see, the Lord's Prayer was given to us as an outline of prayer. And I want you guys to recognize that the first line of the Lord's Prayer is all about praise. And it reads, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You see, hallowed is a word that means to be greatly revered and honored. And the very first line of our prayer outline is to praise Him. God wants us to choose Him. It says, hallowed be your name. You are to be greatly honored and revered. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. See, God wants us to understand that we cannot walk through life without him. And when we go to him in prayer, we should be so in awe of his glory and so thankful for his peace and strength and love. We should be seeking clarity of the plan that we want to go down. We should be seeking confidence and strength to get out of those bad relationships. We should be seeking his peace in times of depression and anxiety. We cannot face this life without him. We cannot receive his love if we do not open up that line of communication. You see, motives matter in your prayer life. Why are you praying? Intentionality and purpose matters when you pray. What are you praying about? Prayer should be had with a genuine heart and a humbled soul so that God knows that we need Him. If we can walk through life growing closer to God and resisting the devil, then the devil will flee and God will draw closer to us. Life is never easy. And we will never be perfect. But God doesn't expect perfection. He expects conviction. Let's pray. Jesus, we're just thankful for you on this Tuesday night, Lord. We're thankful for your love, your free grace, your free forgiveness. God, I pray that only we could humble ourselves and come to you. And beg you for that strength. Beg you for that peace. God, I pray that we would have the strength to overcome any strongholds that are holding us down in life. God, the sin that we live in, Lord, I pray that it would just break today. I pray that you would open hearts and ears and minds to hear what you have to say to us, Lord. 
Lord, prepare our hearts when we come to you in prayer. God, allow us to be open and to seek you every single day. Allow us to draw closer to you every single day. It's your name I pray. Amen.